The Roll of the Kettle Drum, or The Lay of the Last Charger, by Adam Lindsay Gordon. Read for LibriVox.org by Sonia. The Roll of the Kettle Drum, or The Lay of the Last Charger. You have the Pyrrhic dance as yet. Where is the Pyrrhic phalanx gone? Of two such lessons, why forget the nobler and the manlier one? Byron. One line of sword profiles and bearded lips dressing, one ridge of bright helmets, one crest of fair plumes, one streak of blue sword blades all bared for the flashing, one row of red nostrils that sent battle fumes. Forward, the trumpets were sounding the charge, the roll of the kettle drum rapidly ran. That music, like wildfire spreading at large, maddened the war-horse as well as the man. Forward, still forward, we thundered along, steadily yet, for our strength we were nursing. Tall Ewart, our sergeant, was humming a song, Lance Corporal Black Will was blaspheming and cursing. Opened their volley of guns on our right, puffs of grey smoke, veiling gleams of red flame. Curling to leeward were seen on the height, where the batteries were posted as onward we came. Spreading before us their cavalry lay, squadron on squadron, troop upon troop. We were so few, and so many were they. Eagles weighed calmly the sparrow-hawks' stoop. Forward, still forward, steed-answering steed cheerily neighed, while the foam-flakes were tossed from bridle to bridle. The top of our speed was gained, but the pride of our order was lost. One was there leading by nearly a rood, though we were racing he kept to the fore. Still as a rock in his stirrups he stood, high in the sunlight his sabre he bore. Suddenly tottering, backwards he crashed, loudly his helm right in front of us rung. Iron hoofs thundered, and naked steel flashed over him, youngest, where many were young. Now we were close to them, every horse striding madly, St. Luce passed with never a groan. Sadly my master looked round, he was riding on the boy's right with a line of his own. Thrusting his hand in his breast or breast-pocket, while from his wrist the sword swung by a chain, swiftly he drew out some trinket or locket, kissed it, I think, and replaced it again. Burst while his fingers reclosed on the haft, jarring concussion and earth-shaking din. Horse countered horse, and I reeled, but he laughed. Down went his man, cloven clean to the chin. Wedged in the midst of that struggling mass, after the first shock, where each his foe singled, little was seen, save a dazzle like glass, in the sun, with grey smoke and black dust intermingled. Here and there reddened a pistol-shot, flashing through the red sparkle of steel upon steel. Redder the spark seemed, and louder the clashing, struck from the helm by the iron-shot heel. Over fallen riders, like withered leaves strewing, uplands in autumn, we sundered their ranks. Steed rearing and plunging, men hacking and hewing, fierce grinding of sword-blades, sharp goading of flanks. Short was the crisis of conflict soon over, being too good, I supposed, to last long. Through them we cut as the scythe cuts the clover, better than stained we emerged from their throng. Some of our saddles were emptied, of course, to heaven or elsewhere Black Will had been carried. Ned Sullivan mounted Will's riderless horse, his mare being hurt while ten seconds were tarried. And then we reformed, and went at them once more, and ere they had rightly closed up the old track, we broke through the lane we had opened before, and as we went forward, even so we came back. 
our numbers were few and our loss far from small they could fight and besides they were twenty to one we were clear of them all when we heard the recall and thus we returned but my tale is not done for the hand of my rider felt strange on my bit he breathed once or twice like one partially choked and swayed in his seat then i knew he was hit he must have bled fast for my withers were soaked and scarcely an inch of my housing was dry i slackened my speed yet i never quite stopped ere he patted my neck said oh fellow good-bye and dropped off me gently and lay where he dropped ah me after all they may call us dumb creatures i tried hard to neigh but the sobs took my breath yet i guessed gazing down at those still quiet features he was never more happy in life than in death two years back at aldershot elrington mentioned my name to our colonel one field day he said count steeltrap and challenger ought to be pensioned count died the same week and now steeltrap is dead that morning our colonel was riding theresa the filly by teddington out of mistake his girls pretty alice and fair-haired louisa were there on the ponies he purchased from blake i remember he pointed me out to his daughters said he in this troop i may fairly take pride but i've none left like him in my officers quarters whose life-blood the mane of old challenger died where are they the war steeds who shared in our glory the laner coast colt and the acrobat mare and the irish division kate kearney and rory and rushing roscommon and eager kildare and freeney a favourite once with my master and warlock a sluggard but honest and true and tancred as honest as warlock but faster and blacklock and birdlime and molly carew all vanished what wonder twelve summers have passed since then and my comrade lies buried this day old steeltrap the kicker and now i'm the last of the chargers who shared in that glorious fray come harlequin keep your nose out of my manger you'll get your allowance my boy and no more snort silvertail snort when you've seen as much danger as i have you won't mind the rats in the straw our gallant old colonel came limping and halting the day before yesterday into my stall oh light to the saddle i've once seen him vaulting in full marching order steel broadsword and all and now his left leg than his right is made shorter three inches he stoops and his chest is unsound he spoke to me gently and patted my quarter i laid my ears back and looked playfully round for that word kindly meant that caress kindly given i thanked him though dumb but my cheerfulness fled more sadness i drew from the face of the living than years back i did from the face of the dead for the dead face upturned tranquil joyous and fearless looked straight from green sod to blue fathomless sky with a smile but the living face gloomy and tearless and haggard and harassed looked down with a sigh did he think on the first time he kissed lady mary on the morning he winged horace greville the bow on the winner he steered in the grand military on the charge that he headed twelve long years ago did he think on each fresh year of fresh grief the herald on lids that are sunken and locks that are grey on alice who bolted with brian fitzgerald on rupert his firstborn dishonoured by play on louis his darling who sleeps neath the cypress that shades her and one whose last breath gave her life i saw those strong fingers hard over each eye press oh the dead rest in peace when the quick toil in strife 
scoffman, egotistical, proud, unobservant, since I with man's grief dare to sympathize thus. Why scoff, fellow creature I am, fellow servant of God, can man fathom God's dealings with us? The wide gulf that parts us may yet be no wider than that which parts you from some being more blessed, and there may be more links twixt the horse and his rider than ever your shallow philosophy guessed. You are proud of your power, and vain of your courage, and your blood, Anglo-Saxon, or Norman, or Celt, though your gifts you extol, and our gifts you disparage, your perils, your pleasures, your sorrows, we felt. We too sprung from mares of the prophet of Mecca, and nursed on the pride that was born with the milk, and filtered through crucifix, beeswing, Rebecca, we love sheen of scarlet and shimmer of silk. We too sprung from loins of the Ishmaelite stallions, we glory in daring that dies or prevails, from counter of squadrons and crash of battalions, to rending of blackthorns and rattle of rails. In all strife where courage is tested and power, from the meat on the hillside, the horn-blast, the find, the burst, the long gallop that seems to devour, the champagne, all obstacles flinging behind. To the cheer and the clarion, the war-music blended with war-cry, the furious dash at the foe, the terrible shock, the recoil, and the splendid bare sword, flashing blue, rising red from the blow. I've borne one through perils where many have seen us, no tyrant, a kind friend, a patient instructor, and I felt some strange element flashing between us, till the saddle seemed turned to a lightning conductor. Did he see? Could he feel through the faintness, the numbness, while lingered the spirit half loosed from the clay, dumb eyes seeking his in their piteous dumbness, dumb quivering nostrils, too stricken to neigh? And what then? The colours reversed, the drums muffled, the black nodding plumes, the dead march and the pall. The stern faces, soldier-like, silent, unruffled, the slow sacred music that floats over all. Cross carbine and boar spear, hang bugle and banner, spur, saber and snaffle, and helm, is it well? Vain scutcheon, false trophies of Mars and Diana, can the dead laurel sprout with the life immortal? It may be, we follow and though we inherit our strength for a season, our pride for a span. Say, vanity are they, vexation of spirit? Not so, since they serve for a time horse and man. They serve for a time, and they make life worth living, in spite of life's troubles, this vain to despond. O oh man, we at least, we enjoy with thanksgiving God's gifts on this earth, though we look not beyond. You sin and you suffer, and we too find sorrow, perchance through your sin, yet it soon will be over. We labor today, and we slumber tomorrow, strong horse and bold rider and who knoweth more. In our barrack square shouted drill Sergeant McCluskey, the roll of the kettle drum rapidly ran. The colonel wheeled short, speaking once, dry and husky, would to God I had died with your master, old man. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.